You think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Three Fates Decide. This is Mary, and I'm with my two co-hosts, Sam and Liz. Say hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. All right. Today, we are going to be talking about something that we've talked about before in the past. Liz will have to find the episode for us. It was one of our earlier episodes, but it's been near and dear to our hearts for many years for all of us. And that is the world of fan fiction. And what brought this topic about again is for those of you that don't know, myself, Sam and Liz have all kind of bonded over certain fandoms. And then I know Sam is the bigger writer of us when it comes to fan fictions. She does write fan fictions. She writes amazing fan fictions. So yay, we love Sam. <laughs> I have dabbled in it. I know Liz has dabbled in it. None of us have really been writing as much as we would like to anymore. But I have been voraciously reading fan fiction, especially since the start of this year. So I just wanted to do the topic just to gush about at least my top five favorite fanfics that I've read so far this year. And then there's so many more that I, I would love to talk about, but we'll be here all day. Right. We could do like 12 <laughs> episodes just on fanfiction. Pretty much. Yeah, we could do 12 episodes on just one fandom of fanfiction. True. Is the thing. Oh, absolutely. Just as a side note, I think we didn't really do a topic specifically, obviously, but I know we've mentioned a little bit about this in past episodes. I think we mentioned it briefly in the first episode and mm -hmm. probably a smattering of other ones at random. But yeah, this is our first time really properly talking about this. Okay, I thought we had talked about this before. Maybe not. Not specifically, but briefly mentioning, oh, I read this or whatever. Maybe it was when we were talking about fandoms. I think that's when it was. We were talking about fandoms. Oh, that could be too. It's been too long. I was like, I know we were, I know we've talked about fanfic. Yeah. In a little bit more in depth than we, but okay. It might probably when we were talking about different fandoms and stuff, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I'm going to kick us off tonight about as a lot of people know i'm a huge gamer and earlier this year hogwarts legacy came out which is based in the harry potter universe it's set a century before the actual harry potter books were so that kind of got me started back into my love of harry potter and my obsession with harry potter fan fiction because i started reading and then i was on tiktok and i started seeing these tiktoks about one certain fanfic and everybody's like do not read this fan fiction if you've never read this type of fan fiction before, because it's going to break you. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. They were right. It broke me. I have not recovered. I'm still recovering. I'm still not recovered. I know people that read it when it first came out, and they're still not recovered five years later. So that tells you it's a sign of a good fanfic. So the very first one that started my journey, and I started into a subsect of the fan fiction. I didn't just read like your regular Harry Potter or rewrites or whatever. I started in on a certain 
pairing of the fanfic. And it was a Hermione Granger, Draco Malfoy. Now, this seems strangely considering they hated each other in, in the books and movies and all that stuff. But if you really think about it, they make sense together. But anyway, the first one I read is called Manacle by Sin Lin Yu. And this fanfic broke me. It broke me. But it is so well written. And it is such a wonderful story. This is just the summary of it. Harry Potter is dead. In the aftermath of the war, in order to strengthen the might of the magical world, Voldemort enacts a repopulation effort. Hermione Granger has an order secret, lost but hidden in her mind. So she is sent as an enslaved surrogate to the High Reeve until her mind can be cracked. This is a Harry Potter you with a Handmaid's Tale plot. Yeah, I like those types of stories where it's a certain fandom or whatever, but they like put it into the plot of another popular movie mm. or show or something like that. Yes. And this, now I will say the tags, you want to definitely watch out for the tags of this one because it's quite dark. It is a very dark view and it's violent, but it will break you. It broke me. God, Sin Lin Yu is an amazing writer though. And it's been illustrated by Avondale. Her illustrations are throughout this entire book. It is well over a novel length. It's 370,000 words. Wow. 77 chapters completed. It was first published in 2018. It finished in 2019. So it's a little bit of an older fic, but it is such a wonderful fiction. And it's been translated about 17 different times into several different languages. Wow. That's dedication. Just publish it, man. It really says a lot about how popular it got. Yeah, that's awesome. Very much so. That's my first one. That one broke me. However, the one that shattered me is the next one. It is called Secrets and Masks by Emerald Slytherin. Yes. And the summary for this one is nine years after the Battle of Hogwarts, the war still rages on and everyone is much changed since their days at Hogwarts. Hermione is the most lethal soldier in the Order, spending her days on rescue missions to free captured muggle-born slaves and fight on the front lines. For years, she has been meeting in secret with a spy within Voldemort's ranks to exchange information. But when she's captured and made prisoner at Malfoy Manor, of all the dark and evil ways she'd envisioned Malfoy would torture her, she never quite imagined anything this horrific. And this fiction was inspired by Manacled. However, it is a completely different fiction than Manacled. Manacled broke me. This killed me. Yes. But dear God... What a wonderful way to die. This one was started in 2001, or it was published in 2001, and it was completed in 2022. It is 75 chapters completed, and it is 461,000 words. So these are long stories. Crazy. Yes. And it has been translated into four different languages, four different translations of it. So it is a wonderful fic. This was the nail in the coffin. I have three that'll just break your ever-loving heart. Don't ever start with these three. But then I have two that are lighter, but I like the darker fix. I really do. Sometimes you just have to be in the mood for it. The very dark fix. Okay. Now, this one is the third part in a three-part series called Rights and Wrongs. There's two more to it. There's called The Right Thing to Do and All the Wrong Things. The Right Thing to Do, it's a lighter fix, and it's set in Hermione's point of view. 
All the Wrong Things is set in Draco's point of view. Now, this one is called The Auction. And there was a line in The Right Thing to Do about what would have happened if Voldemort had won and what they were going to do. And this fic is basically what takes that line and made it into a fic. It's obviously by the same author as the first two fics that I... It's not by the same author of the first two fics that we talked about. But the right thing to do and all the wrong things. She love love bit CA8 is the author of those and this one called The Auction. And this one is, in the wake of the Dark Lord's triumph over Harry Potter, the defeated must learn their new place. Hermione Granger, former Golden Girl, has been captured and reduced to human chattel. Sold to the highest bidder as the top prize at an auction of order members and sympathizers, she is thrust into the rabid waiting hands of the Death Eaters. But despite the horrors of Voldemort's new world, help and hope seems to arise in the most unlikely of places. This one was the nail in the coffin for me. But God, it's such a good pick. 41 chapters, 325,000 words. Published in 2019, completed in 2020. Once again, it's a dark AU, but those are the kinds that I like. And now, to bring you to two ones that are not dark, and that will actually bring you back if you read these first three. Oh, God. Okay. The next one is Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love. This one is Hermione straddles the muggle magical worlds as a medical researcher and healer about to make a big discovery. Draco is an auror assigned to protect her from forces unknown to both their displeasure. It features a hyper-competent, fiery Hermione and a lazy yet dangerous Draco. It's a slow burn fic, but it is so good because the banter between Hermione and Draco in this it's just like absolutely perfect. It's just good. They're good. And it has pretty much all the tropes that you could ever want in one fic, which is awesome. That's cool. It is 31 chapters, 199,000 words, published in 2021, completed in 22. So it's done. And then I went to Measure of a Man, which is the last fic that I'm going to talk about. This one is to truly know someone is to differentiate between who they once were, who they are now, and who they're capable of being. Hermione realizes the duality of one man as she rectifies what she knows of the past and begins to understand the pieces of who Draco Malfoy is now, a father, a son, and a man. This one is a kind of like a cottage core fic, which is really awesome. And it starts well after the war's over, and it is a very slow burn. It's character-driven. It's a very, very word-heavy, world-building masterpiece. I love it. You love your Harry Potter? I do. I love my Germany fic, is what it is. Mm. Yes, I noticed the trend. Mm -hmm. Noticed the trend. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You like what you like. like. I haven't got into it yet, but I really want to read. It's called All the Young Dudes, and it's a Marauder's Era fic. I haven't read it yet, but I want to read it. That's on my to-read list. There you go. All right. That's awesome. We're putting links up, Liz? Yeah, I will be putting the links up on the website. So just briefly, what I've been doing is I've been posting some blog posts since I'm using WordPress to build the website. So each episode, there's a way to listen to each of our episodes and there are show notes. And I will definitely put links up for all these stories we're doing once I 
post this episode on the site. Yep. So you guys will definitely be able to read any of these stories if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Mary, for sharing yours. I'm definitely going to check them out when I have time to, to read again. Is it, don't start with Manacled unless you want your heart broke. Don't read Secrets and Mask unless you want to die. And then don't read the auction unless you really want the nail in the coffin. I would start with one of the other ones and then go to those. Got it. Or you can do what I did and read all three of those first and then go to the other stuff. Get light and airy afterwards. Yeah, because I, I'm still not right. There you go. They do sound pretty rough, though. God, they're so good. I'm actually getting ready to go back and read Secrets and Masks again. <laughs> Just because it didn't kill me enough the first time. You got yourself all excited. Well, that and I've been debating whether I want to actually go back and read Manacled again already. I'm like, do I go back and read Manacled? Yes, I'm going to end up probably reading them all again. Mm -hmm. Liz, you want to go next? I guess we're going to go with some recommends. Okay, this is a story I read probably at least a couple of years ago now. Since I'm following on Mary's Harry Potter thing, this is actually a crossover between Harry Potter and the MCU. Actually, I have a couple of them to recommend. This one happens to be completed. So if you are interested in reading it, you will be able to read and not worry about, oh my God, are they going to finish it? Are they going to update it? Yeah, it's done. It was first published in February 2019, and it was finished in September 2020. It's 80 chapters, and it's called Holly Potter and the Midlife Crisis by Enigmaris. If you couldn't guess from the title, this is a gender-bent Harry Potter, <laughs> where Harry was born Holly Potter. So it's actually pretty funny. It does have its emotional moments as well, which is pretty fitting of both fandoms, if you think about it. So the basic premise is that we have a 28-year-old Holly Potter, who is more or less retired from being the savior of the wizarding world. She suffered from very serious burnout, which you could probably guess again from the title of the story. And being completely lost and trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life, she decides to take a temporary job as a cleaning lady in the muggle world. And she finds herself leaving England and incidentally living in New York, where, ta-da, she ends up being one of the cleaning people at Avengers Tower. And then wackiness ensues from there. Basically, from the MCU side of things, this is taking place after the first Avengers movie. And uh, yeah, the canon divergence gets pretty interesting because a good chunk of the story takes place roughly around the same time period as the Phase 2 movies. So we're talking about Iron Man 3, the Winter Soldier movie, etc. So this is a story I do recommend if you want to see an alternative version of the MCU and what effects the wizarding world has on that it's pretty good and another one i would also recommend is it's actually a series that i'm currently reading which is again another harry potter mcu crossover so for those of you who are not familiar on 803 if you happen to write like let's say 
two stories. And the second story happens to be the sequel to the first story. You can create a series where you can link up the two stories so that it makes it very clear to the readers that there's one story and then there's a follow-up story that's related to it. So it could be original story sequel or original story prequel, or it could be original story and maybe some side stories, spinoffs, whatever. So this one is called Winter's Child, which also happens to be the name of the first story. And I'm currently reading the part two story which follows up on it which is called in extremis veritas by v morticia so the basic premise is that what if ampetunia rejected baby harry after the tragic deaths of james and lily and the disembodying of voldemort and dumbledore has to go find another relative that can take care of baby harry for the blood wards thing and as it turns out, after doing a little magical genealogy research, Dumbledore finds out there is actually another relative for Harry to go to. It turns out to be his long-lost great-grandfather, one James Buchanan Barnes. And yeah, so we know what happened to poor Bucky in the MCU. And let's just say Dumbledore does something about that to get Harry a better guardian than his Aunt Petunia. And things progress from there. So as you would imagine, the first story, Winter's Child, happens over the course of around the same time period as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone. And in terms of the MCU timeline, a good portion of the story takes place basically during phase one, in a sense, like right before the first Avengers movie. So I guess you could say like during that gap period between when Steve wakes up in the 21st century and the first Avengers movie. And then the follow-up story in Extremis Veritas, which if you couldn't guess from the title, takes place during Chamber of Secrets in the Harry Potter side. And it gets into part of phase two as well. But of course, because of the fact Bucky is Harry's guardian there are some butterfly effects that happen that made things change a bit on the mcu side of the equation so i highly recommend this series in extremist veritas is currently being written and gradually updated but the first story is definitely completed and i mean since the second story is a work in progress there is always a risk of potentially the writer not finishing it as can happen with works in progress. But if the premise really is of interest to you, then you're going to want to take the leap of faith and try reading it. Oh, and another recommend. It's another series of stories that are related to each other on AO3. And it's an interesting premise. So it's MCU, but they are actually crossover stories. So the premise is... You go to Endgame and you have Tony with the gauntlet, with the Infinity Stones, and he is ready to do the snap. But then Steve and Thor join him and the snap happens. Thanos is dealt with, but somehow the three of them get transported to alternate universes 
And unfortunately, they got split up from each other. And so each of the stories in the Adrift series by Wise Tomato explores what happens to each of them as they end up in a completely alternate universe. And it's pretty interesting because they end up in very different universes. At this time, only two out of the three stories are being written. I'm assuming eventually they're going to get to the third one. But I don't know. The writer is bouncing back and forth between the two stories. So you have Steve who ends up in, interestingly enough, Westeros. And he happens to land right before the start of Robert's Rebellion in the first few chapters. And then later in the story, Robert's Rebellion happens. But it's a little bit different partially because of the fact that Steve shows up, which I won't get into. If you're interested in this premise, you can check it out yourself. His story is titled A Soldier Adrift, Captain Westeros, which is interesting. And the second story that's also simultaneously being written follows Thor. It's called A God Adrift, Thorhammer. So as you could probably guess, Thor ends up in the Warhammer universe, in particular the fantasy side, which I'm not sure how familiar, Mary, you are with the whole Warhammer thing, but... Not very, to be honest, not very. Right. But don't they split it up between the fantasy part and isn't there like a sci-fi aspect to it? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, because Thor definitely ends up in the fantasy side of it because even though he is a being from a completely different universe the thing is certain aspects of this world this universe he ends up in is not extremely different from what he's familiar with in terms of fantasy monsters things like that so he has a slight edge on integrating himself easier into this world especially because in the fantasy side there is the whole aspect of believing in gods and stuff and the belief in gods gives you power. And gradually Thor, as he's exploring this Warhammer universe, he's gradually gaining more power as some of the people he encounters start believing that he is actually a god, which is pretty cool. And presumably, eventually, they're going to get into where Tony ends up. But unfortunately, they didn't actually write the story yet. But from the slight hints that the author gives and some of the author's notes and stuff like that. It sounds like Tony may have ended up also in the Warhammer universe, but in the sci-fi side, but that's TBD at this point. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. It would really make sense because Tony's always into that kind of, he is sci-fi at this point. Yeah. And it made sense for Thor to be on the fantasy side of Warhammer. Right. But I guess like out of the three, the more unusual choice was Steve ending up in Westeros. But he actually has a pretty good impact on the characters he encounters because the thing is, he is a good soldier, but he's not just a soldier. He's also an honorable guy. And actually, his interactions with people, especially some of the more familiar characters, for those of you who are into the whole Ice and Fire saga. Mm -hmm. He does actually have a pretty good impact on a lot of the characters because of how he is an honorable, good person. And it, interestingly enough, reinforces some of those more honorable traits in people. And it's pretty interesting to see. 
what he does to all those people he encounters. Another recommend, although this is one of those recommends where it's a bit of a gamble because it's another work in progress. And admittedly, it's been a while since the author updated. It's called Down a Rabbit Hole to Westeros by Lamia Kue, I guess is how it's pronounced. So this is strictly a Song of Ice and Fire universe story. And it's actually a self-insert fic. And the character that the person ends up in is Celise Florent, who, for those of you who are TV show watchers and have never read the books, or maybe you just forgot because it's been way too long, Celise Florent is the wife of Stannis Baratheon. So she's that weird, somewhat crazy, religious fanatic wife of his. And it's pretty interesting, the concept of having a modern person somehow get reborn into the body of Solis and how she radically changes all sorts of things by implementing her knowledge of the whole Ice and Fire saga and also her knowledge of the modern world and modern conveniences and how very slowly and gradually she's making huge waves. It's really good. The only downside I will, again, repeat is that it is a work in progress. So it's a bit of a gamble because you just don't know when the next chapter is going to come out and whether the author is still actively working on it or they've hit writer's block. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. But it is really good if you do give it a chance because it's pretty fascinating to see what changes and what the butterfly effects that happens in there. It's pretty amusing stuff. Like she's basically turned her family, the House Florent, into one of the rising families in the Reach. And she's also making a lot of impacts in King's Landing, considering she's Robert's sister-in-law. So she has the ear of the king. And yeah, it's pretty funny to see all the radical changes that's happening. Now you have this noble family getting involved in oh, trade and industry and oh, they have factories and whatnot. Good stuff. Let me see. And I guess maybe another one I would also recommend. It's actually another crossover between Harry Potter and Marvel where the premise is that Similar to the one I was mentioning, Winter's Child, where you had Bucky as the one who is Harry's guardian, you have another series where Pepper turns out to be Harry's aunt because Pepper is not actually human. She's actually from Vanaheim. And the concept is that instead of the wizarding world being a thing on Earth, the wizarding world got transported as Vanaheim. And you have a certain segment of the population on Vanaheim as being magic users. And then other parts of the population are non-magical users. So you have this reinterpretation of the whole magical world into an alien Vanheim society. So for someone like Pepper, she happens to be someone who comes from a magical family, but she ends up being a squib. But instead of being called a squib, she's just not a magical user. And 
she chooses to change her identity and go to Earth. And she winds up, of course, being Tony's assistant, later CEO slash girlfriend. <laughs> and she ends up with Harry since her brother tragically dies. And she's the next of kin, aside from Petunia. But the thing is that it's better off for Harry to end up with Pepper, not just because Petunia is awful, but since he's technically an alien, it's easier to hide him with family who already knows he's technically an alien. And we do see, again, the impact Harry has on the MCU and the butterflies and canon divergence that happens. But it's also pretty awesome because if you guys recall from how Anaheim is one of the nine realms that Asgard protects, Thor doesn't know Harry personally, but he is somewhat familiar with who Harry is because, interestingly enough, slight spoiler alert, the alternative version of the Chamber of Secrets instead of Lockhart. Oh, Jesus. Instead of Lockhart being the defensive dark arts professor that year, they actually have Fandral as the alternative professor, which, to be fair, okay, to be fair, Fandral is also that pretty boy, playboy, charmer guy. He's a lot less useless as a teacher than Lockhart. <laughs> because, to be fair to Fandral, he is actually pretty good as a warrior and he does have practical knowledge of defending yourself that he could actually teach the students so he's nowhere near as useless <laughs> it's just that he has a very bad habit of talking too much and going on tangents when he tells his stories <laughs> that's the issue but it's really good the name of the story is harry potts and the infinity stones by sam hayne and I guess I'll end my section of this episode with one last story. It's actually a story I'm currently reading. And chances are by the time you listen to this episode, the story will probably be finished because the author did say that they're planning on 28 chapters. And as of when we're currently recording this episode, chapter 22 got posted. So yeah, at some point in July, the story should be over. It's called These Twisted Games by Kona Skywalker and... Similar to the story you mentioned earlier, Mary, about how you have a Harry Potter story with a similar premise to The Handmaid's Tale, mm -hmm. this one is a story where it's the MCU with Hunger Games. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and the basic premise is that poor Peter Parker, he gets kidnapped and he gets sent to Sakaar. And Sakaar ended up creating their own version of the Hunger Games. That doesn't surprise me. That sounds like something they would do. Yeah. And of course, the Avengers and the Guardians have to go rescue him. And uh, the later chapters, we actually see what happens during the actual games themselves from Peter's perspective. But a bunch of the chapters in the earlier part of the story are from the Avengers side. Like they're frantically trying to find Peter. And you do go a little back and forth between the Avengers on Earth and then Peter before the games actually start. And then later you really deep dive into what actually happened in the games. So, yeah. And that's my bit. Right. Yeah. A lot of crossovers. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll jump into mine. Yes. So I read pretty much just 
MCU slash Bucky fanfic. I have branched out to other things as well, but I tend to stick a lot with Bucky as well as write mostly for Bucky. So all of mine are Bucky fix. And though I have read Bucky with either another character of the MCU or an original character or whatever, all of mine seem to be Bucky and female reader stories. And my favorite tends to be angst. I love the angst, and in fact, I pretty much only write angst because I feel like more real than just constant fluff and whatever. So <laughs> that's just how I roll. That's me. You want angst? Read manacled. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you, read the first three that I talked about, and then go read the Drake and Malfoy, the mortifying ordeal of being in love, and you'll be like, "Oh, thank God, this is a breath of fresh air." Uh, so my first story is called Take It Back and it's from the writer All End of Limbo and she's on Tumblr N archive of her own. I think she had a Wattpad as well. I don't know if she still uses it but it's Bucky and a female reader and it takes place five years after one night stand with the reader that tore Bucky's life apart. It was also the night before his wedding and now he's married to the reader's sister and she needs a place to day and it is 36 chapters and it is absolutely amazing in fact she is also now writing the next part it's take it back his story she hasn't written in a couple of months i hope everything's actually okay because she's such an amazing writer and the way that she is able to capture emotion is just absolutely phenomenal and i'm jealous of it but yeah so definitely go take a look at that the next one is from writer all one e23 i don't know if she's on anything other than tumblr but i like her story called swallow and it's a biker bucky fic and i think we can all imagine bucky as a biker it's hot oh the other one take it back <laughs> is modern day no avengers no nothing just a modern day. So this is a biker Bucky fic okay. with his leather jacket and all that. <laughs> but the synopsis is, uh, since he was 15 years old, Bucky Barnes has only been sure of two things. The club should be the most essential thing in his life, and he'd burn it all down for you. You're the only thing in this world that matters, and he'll do whatever it takes to win you back, even if it means destroying everything he built. None of it mattered without you. Swallows choose a mate for life, and he will only nest with that bird and no other. They travel long distances apart, only to find their way back to each other again and again. Bucky knew the second he met you, you're his other half, you're his swallow. So it's a lovers to enemies to possible lovers again type deal. Made me cry a couple times. But again, I'm an emotional basket case, so I don't think that is shocking to anybody that I cry reading fanfic <laughs> on the occasion. I do it too. Don't feel bad. Sometimes, like, I go looking for stories just to have a good cry. Just need a good cry. Seriously. But yeah. They're so good. Some of them are really good. But yeah, so that one's really good. Again, I think she's only on Tumblr, but definitely go check that out. This next one is one of the few stories that I love from this writer. It's Just Reading Fix, and she's on Tumblr. 
I don't think she's anywhere else, but she has a couple of angsty stories. She's another one that tends to write a lot of angst. And this one, Looking for a Heartbeat, oh, oh my God. I just remember when I was working in the city and I was traveling home, I just like literally binged throughout most of the series because I just was like obsessed and I just couldn't get enough. But anyway, so this is an Avenger AU. So they're both Avengers. So again, female reader who's a made up Avenger and obviously Bucky. And you and Bucky used to be in a relationship. Feelings were hurt. You left. Now it's been two years and you're back. You both will handle the reunion well, won't you? And there's 26 chapters and very good. Again, I've read it. I've reread, by the way, all three of these stories that I've just spoken about multiple times. I do that. I have to keep them like in a separate list for myself just so that I can go back to them because sometimes you just need to reread the ones that touched you in a way. Mm-hmm. But again, just reading fix. She writes, I think, more than just Bucky, but she has a lot of really good fix. So I just highly recommend her in general. But Looking for a Heartbeat was the first story of hers that I read and I absolutely loved it. The next one, again, another writer who I love, I think, every single thing on her master list. She writes pretty much just Bucky as well. And she writes for any kind of genre. So this one, it's Mob Bucky. Actually, the two that I'm recommending are both Mob Bucky. Again, you can picture Bucky as a mobster. All, all handsome in his suits and stuff. The first one is called The Light We Lost. And Bucky Barnes has been it for you. And you wanted to believe what the two of you had was you making it. You wanted to be the other side of the statistics that actually made it. But your marriage wasn't meant for this life. You fought hard to make your way back to him to get him to see you. But life had a funny way of kicking you down when you were already down. So this is to get... A little divorced, possible cheating, angst, angst all the way through. And obviously it's mobsters, so killing and shootings and all that stuff. So those are the warnings. But several chapters, she didn't number them. I'm not going to count them. But this is written by World of AUs. And I believe, again, she's only on Tumblr. And again, I love her entire master list. So... You literally can't go wrong with anything. But the last story that I'm going to talk about in terms of my top five is, again, also from World of AUs, and it's called Family Matters. And no, there's no Steve Urkel. Sorry. I know. Damn it. But it's another mobster Bucky AU and with the female reader. And it said, you should have heeded your father's warnings to stay away. No, his demons have come to collect. And they come in the form of the notorious mob boss, James Buchanan Barnes. Is there more than meets the eye? And actually, funny thing is, I think she's actually rewriting this fic right now to add a little bit more. The original is still up on her master list, and I do highly recommend it. And then to keep an eye out as she rewrites. I know she's had some trouble, which is something that I dealt with too. You get almost like writing fatigue after a while, and it's hard to get the momentum to write so she has slowed down a little bit but like I said the original is there and she's a fantastic writer and she writes for all different genres not just angst 
she has a really good smutty series and it's all about Bucky and everyone they're porn stars and you as the reader you're a porn star and Tony is the owner of one porn site or whatever and Pepper is the owner of another one yeah it's crazy but such a good writer and I highly recommend those so those are definitely I would have to say my top five but I honestly could go on forever I like a lot of one shots as well because Sometimes you just need a little poop, but obviously series are good as well. I tend to read mostly Tumblr, but I do hop onto the archive as well, because sometimes what you see on Tumblr is not on archive and vice versa. So I check out both. And then as Mary mentioned earlier in the episode, I am a writer myself and I contemplated whether or not to shout me out, but you can find me both on Tumblr and Archive, and I am Angsty Seb Fan. So I may change my name because I write pretty much just for Bucky, so I may just change it to Angsty Bucky Fan. But for now, it's Angsty Seb Fan. And I'm currently in the process of rewriting a lot of my fix. Most of my fix are on Tumblr. I just started moving things over to Archive, and as I'm moving them to Archive, I'm editing them because when you go back and you read what you wrote, you're like, oh, no, this didn't work or this didn't come across the way I really wanted it to. So it's nice that I got to like reread yeah, and fix it. So I think a lot of my stories are coming out better now than they were before. My most popular fic is called The Recruit. It is a series and I write all Bucky and female reader as well. I think it's my way to escape imagining that I'm in that world type of thing, but it's an Avengers AU. So you as the reader are an Avenger and you and Bucky have a friends with benefits type of relationship. And then a new recruit comes in and suddenly Bucky stops paying attention to you and it gets all crazy and messy and angsty, angsty all the way to the end. I think pretty much up until the second to last after it's just nothing but thanks fest and i got some curveballs in there that i think shock people liz you read that story yeah yeah i remember i did read a couple of your stories in the past before we ever actually talked <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's actually how we got started was you were commenting on some of my stuff yeah but yeah so that's that tends to be my most popular but again I am rewriting all of my fix. I'm starting with my one shots right now. And I have almost all of my series on archive right now. And I'm slowly adding my one shots in there as well. So feel free to check it out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I am in the process of trying to write a couple of stories. I've written before, but I've always deleted them all because after a while, I'm just like, they're horrible. <laughs> Why did I write this? Why did I post this? This is awful. It just feels to me like the writing. I'm like, I'm 41 years old. My yeah. writing should be better than this. Like for me, I know a lot of it was I started writing during COVID. Oh, yeah. So like when you're going like stark mad from being locked up in the house, I started writing and I don't edit my stuff. I write it and I put it out. And then I go back and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh. What the heck was I thinking? Yeah, that's me. And I'm just like, I don't know why. So then I just delete it because I'm like, this is awful. 
I am better than this. I know I'm better than this. I can write better than this. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm a 15 year old trying to write and I'm like, I'm 41 years old. I should be able to write this shit by now. Yeah. And like, for me, I don't know if this happens with you with series and stuff, but I don't plan out my series. I write one chapter at a time and come up with the story as it goes. And this was actually something that happened with the recruit where as I'm writing, all of a sudden I came up with this great idea and everyone took it and did well. Looking back at it, I'm like, I didn't set up anything for that. It literally came out of nowhere, which is a good thing sometimes. But sometimes when you're completely blindsided that bad, you can just tell the author is just like, I'm going to throw this in. And that's what I did when I write series because I do it chapter by chapter. I come up with ideas. I'm like, ugh, I didn't set anything up. I never got it to the point that this actually makes sense, that, that this is how it is. So now I can go back. And since I already know what the story is, I'm setting things more in motion so that while it's still a blind side, it's not a completely out of the realm of possibility type of blind side. So you're a pantser. Yeah. That's me. It works. I'm the same way. But I am trying to, I'm going to see if I can get more written before I start posting this time. That way people aren't constantly waiting on me to actually get the motivation to write the next damn chapter. Yeah. Because it'll never come. But yeah, I will hopefully be posting soon. And when that happens, we'll post it up on our website if I ever actually get the story posted. Yep. All right. Anything else? Um, Not really. No, I think we're done. I think we're good. Did you like what you heard on our episode today? Well, then feel free to come back and listen to us again. You can find us on all different streaming sites, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're there. And if you really like us, feel free to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Three Fates Decide. That's T H R E E. Fates Decide. You can also email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com and check out our website at threefatesdecide.com to find other episodes, information about your three hosts, and all of our other links. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Three Fates Decide.